This is 90 Day CEO, the podcast. Created for women out there building their businesses on a mission to get their services and their gifts out into this world. We are Mooch and Melissa, co-founders of 90 Day CEO. We created this podcast to do exactly that. And we are on our own mission to help those of you who want to get gritty and get real and to ditch the BS. To not worry about having that swipe up on Instagram, to not focus on perfectly curated photos, but rather to understand the dynamics of building a business and then focus your passion on your service. You want to show up and serve? Let's get down to build a business. What up, 90 Day CEO fam? Mooch and Melissa here. We are reporting live and in person together live for the first in time in a while from Tulum, Mexico. And we have been working with so many amazing coaches down here. And one of the things that we're going to dive into today in today's episode is what makes you an effective online coach? There are millions of online coaches out there, which isn't a bad thing because there are billions of people in this world, right? But Some are greatly successful and some aren't. It's not an effort thing. It's not an intention thing so often. It's just a few small shifts to get out of kind of being a problematic coach from having these things that hold you back to really standing in your power. And today we're gonna show you exactly how to do just that. So by now you've probably heard us talking about problematic coaches. You've seen all our cute little images on Instagram. But now we actually want to give you a solution because as you may or may not know, we love problems, but what we love more than problems are solutions. Mm -hmm. That's an entrepreneurial dream, finding those solutions. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a few different avatars of coaches. Um, We're going to dive into five today. Now, there are many different types, but these are five of the most common that we've seen. We're going to let you know kind of what this coach may do that's holding them back. Look, this could be you. At points in our career, mm-hmm. we we embodied some of these characteristics too. And so do not allow shame or comparison or judgment to hold you back. Like enter this with curiosity, enter this with openness. And on the other hand, if you're not a coach and you're looking for a coach, let this help you identify exactly who you want to work with and who maybe has some of their own work that they still need to do. Yeah. So kind of like what Melissa said, let's break it down. Like, you know, we had mentioned, you probably have seen our cute little images for all these coaches. And I think it's important to really understand not only um, what this coach does, maybe some limitations, rather ways to make this shift. So one of my favorite ones, and honestly, because I'm in fitness, I feel like I see this so much in fitness is this idea of just do it, Justin, right? They think that it's, you know, all or nothing, you know, they're pushing, they're forcing, try harder, go more, go faster. And what we tend to see with clients when they're working with the Just Do It Justin, if they don't get it, right? And Just Do It Justin saying, try harder, you got this, go, go, go. There's all this shame and this guilt of like, I can't, I can't make that breakthrough. Mm-hmm. So that's really, you know, the basis of the the biggest limitations that we see with Justin. Yeah. So Justin thinks it's an effort issue. Yeah. Right. And so he thinks that he can force. And what he doesn't see is the root cause. He doesn't see that somebody's not doing it because maybe they have fear. Maybe they have a past experience. Maybe um, they've got limiting beliefs. He really sees it all as an effort issue. So if you try harder, you're going to get results. Um, and so to shift out of that, Justin needs to work with clients to examine the root cause. He's really got to dig in and figure out 
what is blocking that person from making progress? Because ultimately that client is paying Justin. That client has signed up. That client has said, I need help, right? But they're getting in their own way. Mm -hmm. And so instead of continuing to, you know, emotionally beat them up for getting in their own way, we really need to understand if the lack of effort could be lack of alignment. Like maybe they're trying to pursue a goal they don't actually want and they're self-sabotaging. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they're pursuing a goal, but they've got a real fear or limiting belief of their own worthiness that's holding them back from truly succeeding. So Justin can keep with his style of, you know, intensity of a lot of effort and push and grind. But in order to best serve his clients, he has to balance that with understanding root causes mm -hmm. and helping that client find alignment. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that might be difficult for Justin. Like mm -hmm. I'm thinking of Justin, like, he's got to sit down and actually open up this space for conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And I think even from a client perspective, that client might want to hear that. Like, hey, let's actually like break this down, right? So I love that one. I think the ways to shift it are kind of like to Melissa's point, you know, it's really looking and sitting down and almost like opening up that space. Cool. You want to hit the next one? Yeah, perpetually positive Polly. I feel like Polly's been all over Instagram. All Polly. over. Poor Polly. But Polly is the coach that really is like in denial, right? She's in denial. She avoids, you know, any discomfort is always like rainbows and freaking butterflies. No bad vibes. Because if we have bad vibes, then like something's wrong, right? And I think that misses a lot of the growth that really lies in like what these clients are trying to achieve. Yeah. And we see this a lot. I mean, there are terms for it, like spiritual bypassing, right? Mm -hmm. And like Mooch said, like good vibes only, no bad vibes. We actually, we teach vibes. We teach high and low. We don't believe in good and bad because all parts of them are a part of the human experience. So when we work with our entrepreneurs, uh, we actually really teach them to understand that they're going to move into a vibration of comparison. They're going to move into a vibration of fear. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not a bad thing, right? It's part of the experience is how do we get ourselves out of it? So, you know, Polly does a lot around denying reality. And what happens by that is a lot of Polly's clients then feel like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. I'm trying to think positive. I'm saying these affirmations. I'm doing these mantras, you know, drinking my green juice. I'm doing all these things, but I don't feel positive. I don't feel good. I feel stuck. And then they're almost afraid to say something because they feel embarrassment or what's wrong with me. So now this client is actually moving backwards. Um, so this is why it's really important for Polly as a coach to be able to sit in discomfort. Now, I always say you can't give somebody something you haven't cultivated within. So if Polly wants to stand in discomfort with her clients. Polly has to stand in discomfort with herself, right? And really do that inner work. Once she does that, then she can hold space for them to process what's challenging and then give them actual tools. Saying think positive is not a tool, right? Just like saying try harder, just do it, Justin, that is not a tool. Uh, so what we do with our entrepreneurs is we really give everybody tangible tools and action steps to go and get out of these places that are keeping them stuck. For us, it might be you know, the hype folder, it might be the four step method that we coach, it might be, you know, checking in with five or 10 people to find a word that best describes you so that if you can't see yourself, you can see how other people see you, whatever it may be. Polly's got to have a better toolbox. Um, but in order to do that, she has got to be able to sit in her own discomfort and separate, quote unquote, bad vibes from low vibes. Scientifically, 
low vibes have a lower vibration, a lower frequency, right? So it is lower, but it's not necessarily bad. And she's got to be able to see that to help clients do the same. Yeah. Samey Sam. Oh boy. Samey Sam. Seeing. Wow. I just stuttered. Sorry. I just... say that 12 times fast. <laughs> Holy shnikes. Samey Sam. Next one up. This is actually one of my personal favorites as Mooch knows, because my background is in education. And what I did in education was differentiated instruction, which meant that every single learner learns differently. And that's, that's a hard thing to understand. And not all teachers understand that. So Samesy Sam would fall into that category. Samesy Sam thinks that the fair thing to do is the same thing to do. So every single person that she's coaching is doing it the same exact way because that's what's fair. Whatever anybody needs is exactly the same because that's what's fair. If some person needs five minutes, the other person gets five minutes and the other person gets five minutes because that's what's fair. Now, this is kind of like an old school education method and probably goes back to my background in education, kind of like Justin with you in fitness, right? But Sam focuses a lot on the word should and a lot on processes, which is probably ironic because if you know me, I'm obsessed with processes, but you have to bring in the human element to it. Um, And Sam doesn't see that growth looks different for everyone. And, And that's the reality of it. And I'll just share like a personal aside. When I was teaching this concept in OTC, our online teaching and coaching certification offering that we um, have to help entrepreneurs really, really hone in their coaching and teaching skills online. I explained how, for example, I could have two clients who were in life coaching. So if you're listening to this and you're a life coach, this might help you. It could be the same if you're a fitness instructor, you could translate it across the board. But two clients and we'd have a one-on-one meeting. And for one of those clients, I would never let her make the agenda. And for another client, I wouldn't start the meeting without her agenda. So if I was Samesy Sam, I wouldn't have been doing that, right? Because Samesy Sam would say, well, that's not fair. You have to treat everybody the same. But the truth is, is as a coach, your job is to see what's going to help everyone grow. And well, client one, who I wouldn't allow to make the agenda, that's because client one exhibited a lot of control and avoidance strategies. So if I let client one make the agenda, she would be doing a lot of things to control what you're talking about and to avoid what we really need to talk about. Client number two was really struggling and working on finding her voice, identifying priorities and getting clarity. So if I set the agenda, I was going to be denying her the opportunity to do that. So this is super important. And for Samesy Sam to make the adjustment, she's got to let go of control a little bit, expand the way of thinking and focus on not how am I treating everybody the same, but how a client is demonstrating their progress rather than everyone taking the exact same route. Because if you're a coach listening to this, or if you're a client who's looking for a coach, you do not want to coach everyone the same, nor do you want to be coached exactly the same. You are all different. Your needs are unique and different. So what we do and what we teach is, what does each person uniquely need to grow? Um, This can also include offering multimodality instruction and resources, um, which means you might want to have video and visuals, Um, You might want to have things in longer text and shorter text, Um, just different ways for people to learn and access growth. For some people, coaching calls are very anxiety inducing. So how can they access a lot of the content material independently um, while working through that anxiety? And for some people, 
they need to spend a little bit more time going through, you know, content or looking at visuals in order to grow. So a longer explanation, and I know I get fired up. You do about Sam. I do. Um, Because this was what I did for a very, very, very long time. And I saw it hinder so many students in public education. Um, So I'm on a mission to make sure it doesn't happen in this online coaching space. So thank you, Mooch. (laughs) I think Millie, make it about me, Millie. I just love, I, whenever I hear the name Millie now, I'm like, I know a couple of Millie's in my life, but I just picture her throwing her trash (laughs) on the street. Um, But Millie is one of, I think, and, and back me on this, Melissa, if you agree, one of the probably most prevalent coaches I see out there now is this person Mm -hmm. that projects her own experience on her clients, right? Mm -hmm. It worked for her. So it's got to work for everyone else. Right. And what this really blocks really is it doesn't allow Millie to fully take the client's experience in and actually give the Mm -hmm. tools and the resources to the client based on their experience. So not only are you kind of disregarding your own clients, but you might be taking them down a totally different path. That's really not going to get them the results. Right. Right. So when we're looking at Millie, If you're a Millie out there, I get it. You've been through this experience. I feel you deeply. Congratulations for doing the work. But also know that your clients need need probably other tools and and resources. So what Millie can do is shelf your personal experiences, right? Turn on your ears, listen deeply to what your clients are sharing with you. Get really curious about your clients and stay super present with them. Because again, like if we're not you know, fully into their experience, we're allowing biases or, you know, assumptions to filter into what we would typically coach and how we would support them. Yeah. I think also like one of the things that again, in OTC, we really drive home is having an out-of-body experience. Mm -hmm. So when you're coaching, it should be like an out-of-body experience. It is not about your experience. You know, I've worked with people and trained them as coaches. And I remember, you know, she was role-playing and one of the a client she was supporting, you know, she quickly said, um, well, I think that you're putting a lot of pressure for perfection on there. And she was inserting her own experience, right. not because, and not, not bad intent, but she was inserting her own experience because that was the quickest one she could grab. And she pulled it on the client. And so it is hard, but what, and this is why training as a coach is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I trained this coach to do was to say like, well, I didn't hear that at all. Like, why did you hear that? And she was able to say, well, that's what happened to me. And I was able to say, but this isn't about you. You don't know that that's your client's experience. And now you're projecting and giving them programming. And, you know, I know when Mooch and I started Move, one of the things, I mean, everybody wanted all the time was like, what do you eat every day? What do you drink? What do you do? How do you work out? And we wouldn't tell them. We would say, these are the principles we follow. These are the guidelines. This is our program. This is our philosophy. This is our method. But if we tell you exactly what you're, you're going to make it about us and you're going to follow exactly what we do and yeah. you're different. And now we're not servicing you well. So I think it's very important to really understand that your default is going to be to make it about you because we are egotistical humans or beings, right? And so it takes a lot of work, intention, and discipline to be able to have that out about experience. Yeah. And just keep in mind too, like, whether you're coaching a group program or a classroom or one-on-one, like it's not a one size fits all. Right. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing that a lot of these coaches fall into, especially Millie. So Stanley, go ahead. I do love Stanley too. I think it's like another education (laughs) reference, but 
So still processing Stanley. This is an interesting one because what Stanley is doing is he just wants to help people <laughs> and he's on a journey and he's taking people on the journey with him. But the problem is, is he has not mastered the skill yet and he's teaching it as if he has. So think of it like this. So he's confusing people when he changes direction. He doesn't have a clear purpose or procedure. He often thinks out loud. So imagine, this is the way that I teach it. Imagine if you had a math teacher who was like, okay, we're going to do this equation. And they hadn't mastered this concept yet. And they write it out. And then they're like, oh, no, wait, that's not it. And then they erase. And then they go in a different direction. And then they start writing out the equation and the way to do it. And then they say, oh, no, wait a minute. Nope, we got to detour again. That could be what Stanley's doing in mindset, in fitness, in nutrition. You've seen these coaches that are like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And they're like, no, wait, I've totally pivoted. Now, the thing is, is I do want to just put like a little, a little footnote in here. Stanley could position himself as more of a mentor or a mm-hmm. leader and say, you're going to process this with me. And that's totally fine. Yeah. I think there's a need for it. There is a need for it. Yeah. yeah. But if Stanley wants to position himself as a coach, a teacher, or an expert mm-hmm. of a skill, he's got to master it first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. percent. And, and to Melissa's point, like, there is a need for both. It's just kind of untangling and being okay with, okay, I'm going to be the mentor in this space now. Right. Right. So maybe three, four years down the road, maybe I can be this, this coach or this teacher. And I think that's an important thing because I mean, it's not about a time frame. It's not like I've been in this for 10 years. Like it's not even about no. that. It's about the, the work that you're doing within it. Right. The work, the books that you're reading, the coaches that you're working with, the experiences that you're having. It's not a timing thing. Like there have been so many people who are like, well, how long does it take to master the skill? Like I got my certification. Do I start coaching this in three years? Like there's no time limit or time frame. It's more the experiences and the, the work that you put into it. Yeah. So for Stanley to shift out again, either master the skill before teaching it or position yourself as a mentor, a peer, a leader. And, yeah. and there's both. I mean, look, we wouldn't be able to coach 90 Day CEO had we not mastered building a business right. for a significant period of time, mm-hmm. right? Being able to troubleshoot different things. And at the same time, along that path, sometimes we just did networking circles yeah. of talking to people about stuff in their business. We didn't position ourselves as coaches. Right. Right. And so, you know, you can do both. It just depends on where you're at in your journey and being yeah. really having integrity with that because if people are trusting and investing in you, You've got to have integrity with that. Yeah. And ultimately, I do think that, you know, Mooch, we both believe all of these coaches out there, they want to make a difference. 100%. There's no like ill intentions for any of these people. Right. And to Melissa's point from earlier in the episode, like we were probably in some regards, like as we were navigating, like a Stanley, a Millie, a Justin, like in some regards. And so it's like, we're not here to point fingers and cancel the coaching world, right? Like we want to see all of you succeed. If you're a coach, if you're a teacher, if you're still processing and you're a mentor, wherever you are. Yeah. We want to see you succeed. And I think that's kind of what's from this episode is like, well, shit, we gave them all these limitations. Let's make sure that we have solutions and, and next steps. And I do also just as much as we do want to support everyone. And we do. Yeah. We do also want to be a voice that being an online coach in this world of millions of online coaches is a privilege. And with that, it's a responsibility. And so, I mean, that's why we launched OTC to teach people NLP, 
education strategies and coaching strategies, right? And we put that into our program yeah. because we don't believe it's just about building a business or having a skill. You also have to be able to effectively educate and coach. Yeah. And so if you are choosing this route as your career, you can do it. We do believe in you, you know, but just being aware, being aware of this so that you are yeah. showing up with integrity. And in all honesty, the best business plan is getting good client results. Yeah. And getting 100%. good client results is being an effective teacher and coach. So it all works cohesively. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it's huge. Huge. So yeah, I mean, guys, this is something that we've been wrapping our heads around talking at as a team about um, because we do see it as, you know, something that we needed to bring to the forefront. There are, like most said, millions of coaches walking around as Polly's, as Sam's, as Millie's. And if you are a consumer looking for a coach, like this is all stuff that you can look at too, right? Mm-hmm. You don't need to be a coach to be aware of this stuff. If you are a coach, really do the work, right? Look at, you know, how you coach, how you teach, maybe pick up on some of these things. And and if there are ways to shift to know that like most likely nine times, probably 9.9 times out of 10 going to make you a better coach. Absolutely. And the world needs good coaches. The world does. If you guys are interested in hearing more about OTC or how we've trained coaches, just reach out. I'm happy to support. We're not running that offering currently, um, but we can keep you in the loop on, you know, either workshops that we're having or things that will be coming up down the pipeline because it is important. And uh, we'd be happy to take you deeper in your transformation. Yeah. And speaking of pipeline tomorrow, we have, um, if you guys missed it, we're hosting an event tomorrow, um, all virtual So, um, and it's going to be really, really good stuff. Just getting you set up for 2021 to make sure that your coaching experience knocks it out of the park, getting you set up for all your goals for the year and really diving into tools and and strategies around goal setting. So we're pumped about that. You can still sign up. Um, It is going to be tomorrow. Okay. See you soon. Bye guys. Bye. Adios. Adios from Uh Doom. Thank you guys all so much for listening. We're hoping you found some really good little golden nuggets. You can find us on Instagram at 90 Day CEO. Feel free to shoot us a DM. Just slide right in there like a little chess. And we want to know what did you find valuable, what you want to hear more about, and what you have going on in your business. And remember, no matter how hard it gets, and it probably will get harder, just keep moving. <laughs>